0: You're listening to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your reader, Carmen.
0: I'm Tyler. I'm Gordy.
1: We just launched right in like professionals this time, guys. This
0: is the show where we talk about folk tales and fairy tales and mythology and nothing else, definitely.
1: Yep, I've never spent most of an episode discussing a bus.
0: (laughs) Only those three topics. We don't stray. We keep it on point. We keep it moving.
1: There are no pop culture references that creep in and derail us.
2: We have undergone since last week... What I can only describe as the the most magical, restorative process <laughs> of our lives. Where we were re-educated into loving and embracing folklore. And never wanted to talk about anything else.
0: HR was very upset last week.
1: Yeah, we had we, to
2: take some classes.
1: We got called into the office and <clears throat> screamed at for a solid 30 minutes.
2: <laughs> if I even think about anything that's not folklore, I get a... F- funny tingling sensation in the back of my brain. And then the darkness seeps in. You too? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Good. I thought it was just me.
2: Does anybody else remember a (laughs) say a maze? (laughs) Do you remember testing?
1: I remember a bright white light and then darkness. And then the white light again.
0: I remember my eyes being clasped open (laughs) as I sat strapped in a chair listening to Red Riding Hood on repeat. Mm -hmm. Oh, you
1: had Red Riding Hood too? I did. Did you have the slideshows? It
0: seems like the baseline to get us back on track.
1: Because so I had to look at watercolor illustrations too.
0: In in a like Rorschach sort of. Yeah, but where context. all the answers
1: are, Red Riding Hood.
0: <laughs> so a lot of red is featured instead watercolor.
1: Yes, and also riding hoods.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure the the projectionist slipped up and they slipped in a couple episodes of The Wire in the middle, <laughs> so that might still be open to me.
1: Possibly. It could just be possible that your brain is so attached to The Wire that it just inserts <laughs> it's, episodes it's, into it's your... It's set hair. up its own
0: defense mechanism. Right. It's
2: like modern day folklore.
0: If ever Gordy gets too confused or bored with something, an episode of The Wire just kicks on in his brain.
2: It would be a great special feature, just on any DVD. Sure. <laughs> I'm tired of this.
0: Should include the pilot episode
2: of The Wire on every disc
1: i think it's just in your brain though it's like how hedgehogs curl up to have their spines stay outside and protect themselves from predators your predators are boredom or confusion (laughs) and the wire is your hedgehog spike
2: just curl up with
1: anyway we're we're getting the tingling sensation
2: (laughs) yeah that's that's that feeling that means back on topic worker drones um
0: so what are we doing today
1: well today's episode is sponsored by somebody
0: it is David Miyakawa, friend of the show, the individual responsible for thrusting Hans, my hedgehog, into all of our lives.
1: Oh, yeah, that was his fault, wasn't it?
0: Irrevocably changing us forever.
1: Although, we should have given him that Arn Thompson type as just, retribution. Just give
0: it to him. You're a hedgehog man now. <laughs> so it us.
1: You're a hedgehog top man, but <laughs> Arn Thompson type that number. <clears throat> Um, instead, I gave him, i Thompson, type 844, the luck-bringing shirt. Can you explain why?
0: Uh, he also runs a t-shirt business that you should check out at his website, Happy Capybara, which we will link to on the Facebook page. Dot. Dot. com.
1: David's donation also brought us past our first milestone. Woohoo! So thank you to to David and to all of our sponsors for helping us broach the simple cast hosting fee
2: (laughs) slowly got that covered slowly crawling into the black
1: (laughs) (laughs) so if you want to help us reach our next milestone we'd really appreciate and if you want
0: to hear your name read out loud by these three young professionals
1: yes these very folklore focused
0: and maybe some other words after it probably
1: yeah
2: what is our next milestone
1: uh, covering all the miscellaneous costs of the show, including oh. your subscription for the, the sound editing software and... Um, books. Yeah, books.
2: <laughs> but eventually, we'll start releasing extra free stuff. Well, not free, because you're going to have to donate.
1: Right. Well, we don't have any donors it. at that level yet, but as soon but... as we do... <laughs> I do have a bunch of t- shorter stories ready to go that don't make If you a just full-
2: want extra things then you should do that
1: yeah i have i have so many stories that are just a little too short to make a real episode that isn't half about buses (laughs) (laughs) but they're still Uh, very good
2: i think it's like 70 percent about buses
1: all right so today we are going to india
2: what's over there is this a first for us
1: i think this is a first for us
2: i don't recall being in india before
1: I think we've hit near that region, but I don't think we've been in India yet. Uh, Today we're going to be reading The Snake Prince. The Snake Prince is Arn Thompson type 433c, Snake and Serpent Husbands. We've delved into this Arn Thompson type before also, Mm -hmm. so we'll see a few similarities. It is, I believe, a contender for Snake Boy. A slot? Yeah, one of the three Snake Boys, maybe our, our third and last one, Well figure out how how good a contender it is in our discussion. These, the story was collected by Major Campbell and then Andrew... Major Roy Campbell?
0: <laughs> Maybe. I was
2: trying not to.
1: <laughs> Major Campbell uh, collected it in f- He was a colonel. For it. I, I apologize if I mispronounce this. It's in the Punjab... It's a, a municipality in Punjab. And uh, it's called Ferozepur, so it's in the Ferozepur district, and it's a municipality called Ferozepur in India. So that's specifically where this this came it originates from. from. Yeah, and then our good friend Andrew Lang, Lang, I think Andrew Lang. I listened to a pronunciation of it on the internet. I still don't know how accurate that is. So Andrew Lang. Collected it in the Olive Fairy Book after this in 1907. How many
0: colored fairy books are there? So
1: many, and I only own one of them. But I also can
0: we get the Macaroni Fairy Book? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> the Mountain's Majesty or whatever that weird color. is. I pulled this one from a compilation called A World of Fairy Tales by Andrew Lang, which just pulls them from all of his books into a smaller collection. We're reading the Andrew Lang version. So that's that's about it for background information.
2: Is the, is this at all related to any of the major Indian stories? I don't... Like, it's not
1: I don't ma- believe Mahabharata? It's, or... I don't believe it's part of those. I think this is a, a folk okay. tale rather than a religious tale. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just an Indian fairy tale, according to the Wikipedia page on it. Right. So, yeah, I don't think you would find it in any of the religious texts, but any of our listeners more acquainted with Indian lore, religion, and fairy tales can please correct us on this, because I would like to make this disclaimer again. We're not professional folklorists.
0: We're hardly professional anything.
1: <laughs> That's true. We are fairy tale fans. Our goal with this show is not to be an educational Folklorist source it is to take stories that have persisted through generations and look at them as you would a modern tale. Yeah, and try and fill in some. Don't cite
2: us on your research papers. Yeah, absolutely
1: not. I
0: actively grapple with facts.
1: (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I think we resist them.
1: (laughs) You two insert your own story things and then forget that they're not part of the tale (laughs) because
0: they're better.
2: Just improves them.
0: That's what we're trying to do, right?
2: Andrew yeah. Andrew Lang was a hack who couldn't make up his own stuff. He wasn't an artist.
1: <laughs> so consider this: we, we
0: chop and screw everything.
1: <laughs> consider this an adaptation of these tales, and then we cite the mm. the place we're getting them from, so you can read them unimpeded by.
0: <laughs> really, if just you... listen to the first like eight to ten minutes of our show, and then go read the story yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, if we can introduce you to new stories, awesome. That's a great thing. Don't don't mistake us for real folklorists. Dear folklorists, don't be mad at us. I read an article where they were angry at fake folklorists, and I don't want them to be mad at us.
0: Come at us. <laughs> we took down one of you already. Yeah. We'll yeah, tear you apart.
1: Yeah, we did. We did <laughs> we do that one guy.
0: We'll tear you apart with jokes about Dragon Ball. <laughs> we
2: have a, a looser version of the truth on our side. And maybe less to prove.
1: (laughs) Let's just tell this story. Sounds good. The Snake Prince. Once upon a time in a city, there lived an old woman who was all alone and desperately poor. One day, she did some inventory of her kitchen and found that she only had a handful of flour left in the whole house. And she had no money and no means of earning more.
0: Did you have to do inventory?
2: I feel like did you she, just know did that. Did she not have a running total? This woman's really depressing. Can we go to someone else?
1: Oh, we will. She stops being the main character.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> I don't want to think about this person.
1: Uh, so, after discovering she has only a handful of flour left, she grabs her little brass pot and carries it. Said- well,
2: okay, hold on. To eat. She has made... Okay, well, that wasn't made clear to me.
1: Sorry, that's on me. The only food stuffs in her house was a handful of flowers. I think you
0: could assume that the fact that she has a house to take inventory in.
2: I mean, it could just be four walls and a mud floor. (laughs) And
0: a pile of
2: flour. a little (laughs) pile of, like, cocaine-like flour in the corner. She just stares at day in and day out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it gets smaller and Look, smaller.
2: I know the information that you feed me.
1: <laughs> and that's it.
2: And that is it. I am, no I am, assumptions are
0: ever made. <laughs>
2: I am a processor of data.
1: I, I take responsibility for that error. She has a house and some things she can't eat, but she only has one handful of flour that she can put in her mouth. So she carries her little brass pot sadly to the river so she could bathe herself and get some water to make an unleavened cake of the last flour.
2: She could just sell fake drugs to high schoolers.
1: I'm <laughs> not sure if that industry's really booming at this point.
2: <laughs> be the first one.
1: Uh, she's not sure what she's going to do after she eats this water flower cake. While bathing, she left the pot on the riverbank covered with a cloth to keep the inside clean. But when she took the cloth off to fill the pot, she saw a deadly snake curled up inside. Whoops. She put the cloth back quickly and holds well, it down and thinks, this will be useful for suicide.
2: Now it's a flower water snake cake. <laughs>
1: Just uh,
2: throw it on some heat.
1: I mean, you could probably cook it if you can kill it without getting bit.
2: Just throw it on the fire.
1: I think snake meat's supposed to be pretty good.
2: What's it going to do? Especially with cake.
1: Yeah, flour and water cake.
2: Mm-hmm. And it'd be, like You just get down to the bottom of that cake and there's a little meat snake ring.
0: Anything that rhymes with cake probably tastes good with it. That's, <laughs> that's usually how rec- <laughs> recipes work.
1: Yeah, all recipes are just <laughs> poems.
0: I saw that one episode of Julia Child where she said, "Just find something that rhymes with cake and toss it in there."
1: You can only use eggs with pegs and legs mm-hmm. until we invented the non-rhyming poem, and then that opened up whole new worlds to cooking. M. Um, until- um, C.
2: Escher is best known for just shaking up the culinary world.
0: We had to we had to crowbar the grasp of Doctor Seuss <laughs> off of us as a culture. <laughs> Because He really got his shanks in us.
2: Dr. Seuss is responsible for our nutritionally um, derelict culture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess she's not confident in her ability to cook this up without getting bit, so suicide is the best option. She's going to put herself out of her misery via snake.
0: Uh, I submit to the court that that is not suicide, because the snake did it.
2: Well, hold on. If
0: she's going to kill
2: herself, why not just make a go of cooking the snake? And if it kills her in the process, then she ends up in the same place.
1: I don't know. I don't know if you can eat venomous snakes.
2: I mean, she's going to kill herself. Why not give it a go? If it kills her, then so what? Fine. It doesn't
1: occur to her that this is food.
2: That's a very inefficient way to go about her business.
1: It's true. And are you arguing that snakes don't kill people, or, or, yeah, snakes don't kill people, people kill people? No, I'm
0: arguing that snakes kill people.
1: People don't kill people. Okay. Yeah, that makes no, sense. No, people can
0: kill people also. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm but saying if, that
0: the snake has agency.
1: But if you deliberately provoke a snake into biting you, it's still That's not suicide. Won. Yeah. All right. Um, so, she hurries home, holding the cloth carefully, because... Don't want that to happen before you get comfy.
0: Right. So
2: she's comfortable carrying the snake home.
1: Yeah, but not
2: but not careful, not comfortable, just sealing this pot and pushing it under the burning coals.
1: Yeah, she could have snake soup. Although you'd have to deal with a lot of organs and stuff. Shh, whatever. Maybe she's not starving yet, like super starving. She's just got the one handful of flour sh- and starvation is imminent after that. Yeah,
0: she sees the end of the rope. Ah,
1: okay. So she's not hungry enough to be that innovative or, or uncaring about what she eats. But she doesn't see light at the end of the tunnel after this cake thing. Anyway, she gets home, she shuts her doors and windows, and she tips the pot over onto he- to the hearthstone. But instead of a snake coming out, she finds a magnificent necklace of flashing jewels, which is coiled up on her hearth. She's so stunned that she can't speak, and she grabs it with trembling hands, and then takes it, wrapped in one of her veils, to the king's hall of public audience, and cries out, Petition for the king! Petition for his private ear alone!
2: This is another thing that she owns. <laughs> There's apparently like a full set of veils.
1: That's at least one veil. Edible. Is it?
0: Edible. It's not gonna kill you.
1: I don't think that's what edible means. <laughs> that
0: is that is what differentiates inedible things from edible things. The copper pot is the fatality. probably
1: wouldn't have killed her. Edible. But she can't she can't chew that. Well then. She can't get it down.
0: If you in, if you can imbibe it and it does not end in your death, that thing was edible.
1: I think. A veil would be very difficult to imbibe.
0: No? You got one? <laughs> Cram it down in there. Let's work this out. Like,
1: I have a scarf.
2: That's not a veil.
1: Same kind of idea.
2: It is, it's edible if you cook it with the right ingredients. Or if you just eat it very slowly. Kale, snails.
1: Well, she doesn't have any of that.
2: That, I'm not... Are you... Her... Her you rhyming recipe again? <laughs> Her prudish tastes are not my concern. It's not my fault she doesn't stock these things.
1: Uh, when her prayer, because apparently asking for a king's audience is a prayer, had been granted, she was standing alone with the king and shook out the veil, and the glittering necklace f- fell down at her feet.
0: And the king said, no gives these backsies.
1: <laughs> the king, and the nature of most kings we've seen looks at it, is filled with amazement and delight, and the more he looked, the more he wanted it.
0: He just starts batting at it like an infant. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's a shiny thing.
1: Yeah, makes the grabby hands. (laughs) (laughs) Because any time a king hears about or looks upon something shiny, they want it to the destruction of all else, including (laughs) governing their kingdom. Uh, So this king is a little bit more savvy than some of the other kings we've met and just pays her 500 silver pieces for it and puts it in his pocket immediately. Uh, she's she's pretty thrilled this is enough money to keep her for the rest of her life. She is old, so... She's, probably... she's
0: not banking on that being a long time?
1: Yeah, but this should feed her and, and keep her comfortable for a while. So as soon as he was done with all his business of meeting the common folk and talking to them about their stuff... He runs to show his wife the necklace, and she is just as happy with this purchase as he is.
0: So we have transitioned
1: characters. Yes. Old Woman is no longer our main character.
0: Swell. (laughs) Okay. Pass
1: pass the torch.
0: (laughs) She carried the MacGuffin over the ten-yard line. (laughs) (laughs) He just handed it off to the king.
1: Um... When they finished admiring the necklace, they just locked it up in a great chest where the queen's jewelry was kept, and the key was always hung around the king's neck. So they wanted this really bad so they could just lock it away and not look at it anymore. Royal With all their other stuff. Yeah. A little while na- later, a neighboring king sent a message that he had a baby girl now, and he wanted all his neighbors to come and have a great feast to celebrate. Big big baby shower, basically. Uh, Making
0: a lot of to-do over a not-heir.
1: It could be an heir. You don't know.
0: I do know. Baby?
2: A baby girl? Who? Whose baby?
1: A neighboring king. You don't know their life. Uh, The queen tells the king that they do, of course, have to go to this party. Because some relationship tropes don't change with time. Right. And she's going to wear the brand new necklace. So the king opens the jewel chest to find that instead of the necklace he expected, there is now a fat little baby boy crying and shouting.
0: And he just slowly (laughs) closes the box. (laughs) Locks it and doesn't tell her.
1: Uh, The king nearly falls backward in uh, surprise, and he calls for his wife so loudly that she runs thinking the necklace had to have been stolen.
2: Do they have existing children?
1: No. No. Um, the king just shouts at her, Look! Look! Haven't you always longed for her son? And now heaven has sent us one.
0: We have Babby. <laughs> in-
2: <laughs> Babby Foreman box. <laughs> Babby, are we?
1: <laughs> Instead of looking, the queen-, queen just cries, Are you mad? And the king says, I hope not, while dancing in excitement, not proving to her <laughs> that he is anything but mad and he tells her to look for herself. Uh, just then the baby gives a great cry as though in joy and the queen gets excited and goes and looks. Um, starts picking it up, asks where it came from. The king says well, I have no idea. All I know is that there was a necklace and now there isn't a necklace and this is as fine a baby if, as ever was seen.
2: If this is an illegitimate child this is a fantastic <laughs> con. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess take well, notes Oh what's in this box honey <laughs> Santa left a <the> last present
2: <laughs> It's probably a lot easier to To pull that one over In a land of like Whimsy and magic like this <laughs> Strange
0: magics
1: Yeah we don't recommend any of our listeners Try this in their own apartments I
0: mean I kind of do <laughs> I'm curious now All right, Go for it
1: Uh, We accept no liability. Of course. For what may happen. You'll never find me. The queen says this baby is a far fairer ornament for the bosom of a queen than the necklace would have been. And says, hey, go tell... Go right to this other kingdom that we... <laughs> and
2: say they're moving the party to our house. Right,
1: we can't go to their party because we have our own baby now, so we have to have a party.
2: So is she just going to put that baby on a chain and wear that?
0: <laughs> I was picturing it more like a mink. <laughs>
2: <Just> <laughs> draped, <laughs> draped around her neck. Is that, is that a good product? Like a big gold chain with a little suspender thing right in the middle so you can hang a baby on there. I
0: don't Do know, want, ask Flavor flavor.
2: Like, it's like a free-swinging harness.
1: Do you want an honest answer or a whimsical answer?
2: I want the right answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think the right answer would be yes for a very short while, then lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> so they give up the, the visit to the other baby shower and have all the bells, guns, and trumpets... Go off in their city, and the people of their city couldn't rest for a week because of because it was
0: <laughs> because it was a cacophony yes. that sounds awful,
1: a merry cacophony
0: every what every bell,
1: gun and trumpet
0: every bell, gun and trumpet, not making like rhythm or music, yeah, not it's coordinated just, it's just well, it is coordinated, it's just a periodic like bang. <laughs> From everything, everywhere in the country. It's perfectly synchronized.
1: We now skip forward to a few years later, where the king and his neighbor arrange that their children, having been born around the same time and being opposite genders, should definitely get married. And they fill out all the paperwork, and I assume we just have a uh, swan princess-style montage (laughs) of... These two kids singing, this isn't my idea of fun. Sure. Until they get hot. Um,
0: as, as all children do.
1: So <laughs> one of them grows boobs and the other one gets a jawline and <laughs> starts yeah, caring. If I,
2: if I know anything about children.
1: They hate each other up until that point. Um, so when they are hot, slash both 18, the kings agreed, now it's probably about the time to get these two hitched. And the prince set off to the princess's place for the wedding.
2: Surprised they waited that long.
1: They're responsible monarchs.
2: Eighteen is awfully considerate.
1: They wanted them to get all their schooling in. <laughs> Slash make sure that jawline came in right and those bosoms were just so. we got to have everything in place. <laughs>
2: you can't be seen at prom with degenerates.
1: Um, now we must tell you that the old woman who had sold the necklace... Had been called in to be the prince's nurse, and though she loved her charge dearly and faithfully, she couldn't help talking uh, just a little about the origins of this prince.
2: You used to be a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, when, so <laughs> when this when this child asks, "Hey, where do babies come from?" this woman is going to sit him down and look him in the eyes and say, "Well, sometimes you find a snake." in a pot and then you take it home and it becomes a necklace and then you sell it to somebody and then it turns into a beautiful baby
0: boy i was gonna gonna say who who cares if she talks she's gonna sound like an insane person
1: how does she even know that the baby came from a necklace
0: well prince i found you as a snake and you became (laughs) a necklace and then you were a boy but first i was gonna use you to kill myself
2: you were almost my suicide
0: plan. <laughs> oh, Nana.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess when the king and queen contracted her, they would have gone to her and said, Hey, you remember that necklace you sold us?
2: That was a baby.
1: It turned unexpectedly into a human being with wants and needs. Can you come help us out with that?
2: <laughs> they just assumed that she had experience with...
1: Since she lived all Necklaces turned babies. had nothing before this.
0: Maybe this suicide will go off without a hitch after all. <laughs>
2: She's still a scheme. She blew through those 500 pieces <laughs> of silver. She's ready to go again.
1: I bought so much flour to so never land in the same <laughs> position again. And then I got very sick of flour cake. Uh... Well, as a result of her g- gossip, the rumor spread that there was some magic about the young prince's birth. So, I guess she only gossiped a very little.
2: Well, for... that's that's fine. That's useful gossip.
1: And uh, this rumor eventually reached the ears of the princess's parents.
0: <laughs> you didn't tell us he weren't no magic boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, this isn't enough to make them call off the wedding.
0: How do we know he's not going to turn back into a (laughs) necklace? That's what they should be
2: worried about. Right. This could be taken away from them any moment. Maybe she has a trigger word.
1: Like that weird story about the boy with plant leaves on his ankles that when the leaves fall off he disappears.
0: Benjamin Button.
1: No. No, the other one.
0: Ender's Game.
1: I'm not talking to you. Um, uh, so it's not enough to Nanny call... Nanny McPhee. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> it's not enough to call off the wedding, but the night before the wedding, the princess's mother, who is curious, as many other people are, takes the daughter aside and says, Hey, first thing after your marriage,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Find out the
1: story <laughs> about the prince, okay?
2: Oh, okay. About
0: what exactly?
1: About what what happened with his birth. Like, find out the whole story.
0: thought, we never thought to ask about it before this moment.
1: We figured it was by the normal way. (laughs) Boinking. (laughs) Um, And the mother says, To do that, you must not speak a word to him no matter what he says until he asks why you are silent. Then ask him what the truth is about his magic birth, and until he tells you, do not speak to him again. So
0: The old cold shoulder.
1: Yep. His mother is giving her her first lesson in marital passive aggressiveness.
2: <laughs> have they not spoken before? Or is this the first time that they are meeting?
1: Who knows? It's not like them liking each other or having known each other is a prerequisite to being married off in a royal family. Sure. So who knows? Um, so the princess promises this to her mother. They have the whole wedding and she begins the silent treatment as per planned. When the prince asks her what the deal is, she tells him to tell me the story of your magic birth, and the prince gets very sad and displeased, and he would not tell her no matter how much she pressed him, only replying, if I tell you, you will repent that you ever ask me.
2: She's not supposed to press him.
1: No, she's, she's not very good at the passive aggressiveness.
0: She's going off the plan. Um,
1: so for several months they lived together, not as happy as they could have been in this new marital bliss, because the secret hung heavy between them. At last, the prince can't bear it anymore and says to his wife that he will tell her at midnight if she still wishes to know, but just gotta remind you, you are going to regret this for your entire life.
0: Heads up. Don't say I didn't warn you.
1: The princess is too overjoyed by her success to pay any attention to his warnings.
2: <laughs> this is just gonna drop some Lovecraftian knowledge into her brain.
1: That night, the prince ordered horses to be ready for them before midnight. Which I would start to worry is like a murder plan. You gotta get me out of the palace to tell me this thing. Uh, He placed her on one and mounted the other. And then they rode down to the river where the old woman had first found the snake. The prince stopped and asked sadly if she would still insist on knowing his secret. And the princess says, yes. And he repeats his warning and she still says, tell me what it is. So the prince says, okay, I am the son of a king of a far country, but by enchantment I was turned into a snake. When the word snake left his lips, he disappeared suddenly. And the princess heard a rustle and saw a ripple on the water in the moonlight where the snake was swimming into the river. And he disappears, leaving her all alone on the shore.
2: So now you know.
1: Yep. Peace.
2: And he's made a break for it.
1: Uh, She stands there waiting for something else to happen and for the prince to come back, but no go on either of those. (laughs) In the morning, they, I assume they're referring to random servants' guards or whatever, find her weeping and disheveled on the riverbank, but they couldn't learn the fate of her husband from her. While she's unable to articulate that, she is able to tell them to build a little house out of black stone on the riverbank, and then sits there in mourning with only a few servants and guards. A long, long time passes. She's still in mourning. She sees no one and goes nowhere.
0: Just setting up shop.
1: Yep. One morning when she woke up in her little black house, she found a stain of fresh mud on the carpet. She sent for the guards who watched outside the house day and night and asked who was in her room while she was asleep. The guards claimed that no one could have entered because they kept such careful watch that not even a bird could fly in without their knowledge. I would be questionable about this because after a long, long time of just standing outside the door of this princess who never leaves or does anything, probably start getting a little complacent slash falling asleep.
0: Probably. A little lax in their duty.
1: Yeah. Uh, but none of them could explain the mud and the next morning there was more mud. She questioned everyone very carefully, but no one has any knowledge of where this could be coming from.
0: Show me your feet.
1: The third night, she decides she needs to stay awake to watch what's happening, and to keep herself from falling asleep, she just cuts her finger with a dagger and rubs salt into the cut, and the pain kept her awake. Wow.
0: So, anyone out there getting ready for exams, now you know how to do that. Don't take Ritalin.
1: Don't drink coffee. Or five-hour energies.
0: (laughs) Just salt your blood.
1: She has to stay awake all the way till midnight, which I would not expect. So late. Would require dagger action, but it does. And at midnight, she sees a snake come wriggling along the ground with some mud from the river in its mouth. And when it. In
2: its mouth? Yeah. Why?
1: I don't know. Just wanted it.
2: Why can't it just drag it with its body?
1: It has it in its mouth.
2: Okay, fine. (laughs)
1: Uh, when the snake came near the bed, it reared its head and dropped its dropped the muddy head on the bedclothes. She's very frightened, but tried to control her fear and asks the snake, Who is he, and what is he doing here? The snake answers, I'm your husband, and I'm visiting you.
0: <laughs> doy
1: <laughs> What
2: is the scope? What does it look like? <laughs> what is the scope of this little house?
1: I don't think it's huge. It sounds like it's just a one-room house. Who's in it? Her. Just her? Pretty sure. Okay. She's got some guards hanging out outside, and I guess servants who come and go to bring her food so she doesn't die? I don't know. Um, Unlike Dolnois, the story does not spend two pages describing her surroundings. Every every little detail? Yeah. Uh, The princess begins to weep, and the snake continues, "Uh, Didn't I tell you, you repent knowing my secrets? (laughs)
2: Now, here we are. This is the real joy of marriage.
1: (laughs) the I told you so conversation. (laughs) After the silent treatment passive-aggressive routine. Uh, She says, yes, I have repented, and I will repent for the rest of my life. Is there nothing I can do? The snake says, yes, if you dare. And the princess says, I'll do anything.
0: Of course I do. I make brash decisions whenever you tell me anything.
1: (laughs) Uh, The snake says, On a certain night, you must put a large bowl of milk and sugar in each of the four corners of this room. So I'm pretty sure it's just a one-room cottage situation. All the snakes in the river will come to drink, and the one that leads them is the Queen of Snakes. You must stand in her way at the door and say, Oh, Queen of Snakes, give me back my husband. Perhaps she'll do it, but if you are frightened and do not stop her, you will never see me again. I kind of like that.
0: Like, this isn't a surefire thing. Yeah. It's just an idea he had. <laughs> like, it might work. I don't know. It's not like like he knows how to break his own curse and just isn't doing it.
1: Right. It's He's easy. just
0: like, well... I
1: mean We have to appeal to this fickle serpent queen. Yeah,
0: ask her permission, man. It's, a it's a gritty, out of my hands that a, I don't have. It's gritty and realistic. <laughs> it's out of my imaginary snake hands. <laughs>
1: Uh, After giving her this
2: (laughs) Really really Dumb slapstick moment (laughs) In in this movie If it were a movie That's that's the moment where he would look Into the camera and wink (laughs)
0: Like wiggle his cigar (laughs) Raise his eyebrows
2: Yeah
1: So after imparting this plan to Hera, he slithers off.
2: Would this be a good sitcom? No. (laughs) You don't think so? I don't think so. I'm kind of into this idea. Like a
1: one-episode pilot sitcom that never gets picked up?
2: No, it's going to be nine seasons. Oh, wow.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) And a movie.
1: So on the night that the snake had told her about, the princess gets four large bowls and puts them in each corner, filled with milk and sugar, and then she stands in the doorway waiting for the snakes. At midnight again, a great hissing and rustling sounds from the river, and soon the ground appears to be alive with writhing forms of snakes. Foremost among them was a huge, huge, repulsive, scaly creature that led the whole procession. The guards were so terrified at this moving ground of snakes (laughs) that they just ran off, not doing a great job. Sweet. But the princess stands in the doorway, white as death, with her hands clasped tight, to keep herself from screaming or fainting and failing to do her part. Um, as the queen came closer and saw her standing in the way, all the snakes raised their heads and swayed to and fro, looking at her while their breath seemed to poison the very air. So thousands of snakes are now doing that, that creepy snake dance.
0: And going,
2: ooh, <laughs> yeah. Egging on a fight.
1: The princess stood firm in spite of this, and when the lean snake was only a few feet in front of her, she asked the request about her husband. The rustling snakes surrounding the queen seemed to whisper to one another, Her husband? Her husband? Thousands of whispering snake voices. (sighs) Damn!
2: This is like West Side Story.
1: Yeah, there's like snakes snapping. (laughs) When you're a snake, you're a snake till (laughs) the (laughs) end. The queen of snakes... Moved on until her head was almost in the princess's face, and her eyes seemed to flash fire. Still, the princess stood fast and repeated the request. The Queen of Snakes looks at her a little longer and then just says, "Tomorrow."
2: It's very ominous.
1: I like this Queen of Snakes. She seems like <laughs> a cool character. Uh, when the princess heard the the word and knew that she had conquered, she staggered from the door and fainted on her bed. As in, I've added tra- snakes. Yep. As in a dream she sees her room full of snakes jostling and fighting over the milk bowls until all the milk was gone.
2: Wait, so now she let them in. Yeah, she got what she wanted. Yeah, she's tomorrow.
1: Well, she, the milk is the offering, but she has to be brave and make the request before Did she
2: know that that's going to happen?
1: Yeah, so She's there's... saying
2: tomorrow is in you get your husband tomorrow. The
1: queen says tomorrow.
2: Not like I'm going to be back tomorrow.
1: <laughs> the queen says tomorrow. More
0: milk tomorrow. Well, that seems ambiguous. It does now that he mentions it. <laughs> but I, th- I think there's. She took it at face value. I think
2: there's room for misinterpretation
0: here.
1: Uh, the next morning she got up early and took off her morning dress that she had worn for five whole years and put on happy pretty clothes instead.
0: Holy shit.
1: That's a stinky-ass dress. That's
0: a dank-ass sleep shirt.
1: (laughs) She swept the little house, cleaned it up, and adorned it with flowers, and prepped the whole thing as though it was for a wedding. When night fell, she lit lit up the woods and gardens with lanterns and spread a table for a feast and lit the house with thousands of wax candles. Then she waited for her husband, not knowing in what shape he would appear. At midnight, the prince strides up from the river, laughing with tears in his eyes, and she runs to meet and throws herself into his arms, crying and laughing with him. The next day, the two of them went back to the castle, and the old king wept with joy to see them. I'm not sure which old king. Her dad or his dad? (laughs) One of them did.
0: Maybe an entirely new third party. Maybe both old kings
2: were just hanging out together, and now they're best friends.
1: Maybe. Well, the prince went to her. Her place to get married, but they're close enough to his place that they can have a short ride to the place where he was found, so I don't know if he like had to go pick her up and then take her back to his place. The bells rang again, the guns fired, trumpets blared, and there's much <laughs> feasting and rejoicing. So this is just what this kingdom does anytime they're happy. <laughs> just, Explodes with noise.
0: He he just gets stoked about something and yells fire. <laughs> uh,
1: the old woman who had been the nurse to the prince became the nurse to the prince's children. Or
0: she's lasting a lot longer than she thought she would.
1: <laughs> well, they just basically just called her the nurse because she was too old to do any real work other than just loving the kids. But she still thought she was useful and knew that she was happy. So no more need of snake suicide. The prince and the princess were also happy, and in due time became queen and king, and lived and ruled long and prosperously. The end.
0: Okay. So that story was a lot ado about not much.
1: Yeah, basically.
2: Basically, some people got married.
0: A couple times.
1: And then they had a fight. No, they only got married once.
0: Well, she set it up for a second wedding.
1: As if for a second wedding. Right.
0: In her brain, it was a do over.
1: Fair. Yeah, so people got married. They had a lover's spat. She so had to ask permission from a snake to get the guy back. And then they fired more guns and had babies. There's
2: not a lot of conflict. That's pretty normal soap opera
0: stuff.
1: Yeah. I chose this one as a snake boy one specifically because he says he's from a kingdom far away.
0: And it is a snake.
1: Yeah. I got enchanted by that. And, and I...
0: just ran into the local snake gang and got absorbed into them.
1: Yeah. and the Queen of Snakes had some kind of claim over him, I guess.
2: That's a good question. Is What was he doing in between his snake pit origin, origin. and waking up in a box? <laughs> what country was that? Something European, right?
1: Yeah. It uh, was a 12 Wild Ducks... Norwegian fairy tale.
0: So he he did some backpacking to get over to India.
1: Yeah. Well, my question is, you know, from what we know of his pre-baby form, Mm -hmm. all that he should know is that he was a snake and then a necklace and then a baby. Right. But he knows a whole life before the baby. So had he grown up some and needed to start over...
0: You're saying, how many times has he been a baby?
1: I'm saying he's been a baby at least twice. (laughs) Or
2: has he just been suspended in baby form? Uh, Like, when he gets too old,
0: does he pupate back into a snake? (laughs) (laughs) And then a necklace? And then a baby
2: again? (laughs) Uncomfortable, but I guess useful.
1: Like a weird life cycle thing?
2: Yeah.
1: I was thinking it had more to do with this enchantment, like... Had to be a really weird enchantment.
0: Yes, very. The the steps don't really follow each other. Meaning, if
2: he like, if he talks about why he's a he was a snake.
0: I mean, that's weird on its own. But I I also don't get why shiny necklace is part of his transformation.
1: Right. Uh, it doesn't. He doesn't say that an enchanter like a person has turned him into a snake. Right. So I'm wondering if like snake pit time resulted in this somehow.
0: Yeah. He didn't answer the question truthfully or completely. She asked like what was up with your birth? And he said I used to be a king somewhere else and was turned into a snake.
1: Later, maybe snake time suspends his human lifespan, but
0: no, because he was an infant.
1: Right, he was a snake pit infant. It was a... did,
0: he, did he say prince or king?
1: He was the son of a king,
0: son of a king.
1: So that would imply prince. Right. Um,
0: But he had to be cognizant of that
1: Right, he had to be old enough to absorb that
0: Or he just magically knows Because magic exists I don't want to use
1: the easy way out to explain this though He
2: started as a baby Turned into a snake Hung out for a while Gained some snake memories (laughs) And then turned into a necklace And then a human But retained his snake memories
1: like, all three babies were rescued from the pit, and they were doing fine. Um, we think two of them have turned into snakes in some form or another in other stories. So, like, maybe that was part of how they survived in the pit for so long. Because it's not like they found... They didn't say they found a three-year-old in the pit. Right. They found just the three babies. Yeah. And a three-year-old kind of still falls under baby category. But I would call really, that a baby. Really more into toddler zone.
2: They're babies until they learn how to talk intelligently.
0: They're babies until they learn algebra.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, But it's not specific, so we could assume that they learned snake transformation magic, and that's how they survived in the snake pit for so long, because they wouldn't have had anything to eat as human babies. Right. They would have been in danger the whole time. Sure. Um,
0: So it was a stasis pit.
1: Yeah. And so when you're you're in snake time, you're not really growing as a human. And we we talked about one of the the babies basically being King Lindorm, right? Mm-hmm. Um and having gotten into some some trouble with a dragon type creature cuz he spent so much time as a snake in our personal headcanon of that story that there was some snaky romance in his past that he regretted before ter- turning human. Don't we all um, and as King Lindorm, he had to grow up, too. Right. And we had another snake with a magic ring, who could have been, like, the older brother who needed to snake out. Um... What did the ring do no, one? Wait, no, the ring one is the same one as the... Sorry, ring snake is the, um, romance snake. Oh. That's, that's that, too. I'm not sure if King Lindorm was one of our snake boys or not. I think he ended up not being qualified because it was like born. He he was born as a snake. But we had another snake boy. Anyway, this kid spends a lot of time as a snake. So much time that he doesn't grow up hardly at all. But in snake form, learned some human speech. Because all of these snakes could also talk. Yeah. So that's not too far fetched, taking in our other examples. Um, and from that, kind of learned some of his origins was aware enough of his origin story.
0: to To pass that on?
1: Right. Like, they were rescued as babies, but we're assuming all of them are maladjusted from three years of being raised by snakes. So they all kind of return to their snake roots, which they knew and imprinted upon. They that, feel comfortable. Right.
0: Being snakes.
1: And so, in order to maintain his human form, the necklace thing, who even knows... I, I can't even begin to explain that. The other snake had a ring, so maybe there's some kind of jewelry <laughs> thing going on in this family. There
0: was also jewelry in the pit.
2: <laughs> Why and how did he encounter this queen of snakes then?
1: Well, he had to have some kind of house. Like He was living in this river, and this river's full of snakes, including the queen of snakes. Because he came from the river into the pot when the old woman found him. So that was just his digs. That was just where he was hanging out in this snake kingdom. Norway is probably not super hospitable to snakes, being yeah. that cold.
2: I think it is not at all hospitable to snakes.
1: So maybe he just traveled south and he spent so much of his time in snake form that he wanted super ideal snake conditions. Because his other brothers didn't travel that far, cause those stories actually weren't too far away from Norway. I think one of them was Dutch, if I'm remembering I don't correctly. Remember. Um, but he spent the most time in snake form and traveled the farthest away. Landed up in Snake Queen's Queendom. Had to strike a bargain with her to be allowed to join this whole snake posse.
0: And stay in the river.
1: Right. Um, like maybe she knows his deal. They've chatted. He starts getting kind of depressed. She says maybe you should go join mankind for a little while. See how that goes for you because you're still human at heart even if you're snake in form. She's like his mentor figure. She seems pretty cool. So he gets into the pot.
0: I mean, she seems cool because of the Boba Fett effect.
1: Right, we don't see much of her. She
0: doesn't do anything except be stoic.
1: And badass.
0: By extension.
1: Right. Well, I'm gonna, in my personal version of this, she's a mentor figure. (laughs) Maybe even teaches him some illusion magic, because she can make her eyes look like fire.
0: Did they just look like fire, or were they actually fire?
1: I think they just looked like fire. Can we prove that? They flashed like fire.
0: Maybe they actually caught on fire. Briefly.
1: My assumption is illusion magic.
2: I'm assuming laser vision.
1: So she, being a queen of snakes and having some of that snake lore in her, knows some illusion magic, teaches it to him so that he can disguise himself as a necklace to get back to royalty. To
0: not be killed as a snake?
1: To not be killed as a snake and to get into, like, to infiltrate a kingdom.
0: That's a hell of a gamble. I mean... To assume that shininess is just going to work its way up the ladder.
1: Eventually he's going to end up in richer hands. One way or another. (laughs) And that's
0: all he cares about.
1: Like, a poor person can't do a lot with a necklace. Right. They need someone who can afford to buy that, which is going to be higher up in the social status. Because they don't care about looking great, They need money to eat, and they're not going to be able to trade this necklace for a lifetime's worth of bread in one go, so they're going to have to sell it. Queen of Snakes seems savvy, so it helps him with this illusion magic. He sneaks into this poor lady's pot. Um, She's sad by the river. Maybe she's talking aloud to herself.
0: About killing herself.
1: About her predicament, like not knowing what she's going to do, so... He doesn't immediately disguise himself as a necklace. Or maybe he's, it's taking him a little bit to figure out that illusion magic because he's new to it.
0: He's not just trying to scare her. He's still waiting for a cooldown, Right. <laughs> when she first sees him.
1: Yeah, I think it makes more sense that he needs time to amp up the illusion. Because if he played his cards wrong, she would have just dumped him out or left the pot and run. Um... So yeah, he gets his illusion figured out to become the necklace illusion. And then as soon as the king is opening the that box again, he can transform himself back into his human form, which has been in a state of suspended animation as an infant for a long time, and then be raised as royalty. Occasionally slipping back into snake form, because that's how he feels most comfortable. We didn't see his childhood.
2: We don't know. Is this just a... Have, like, a better standard of living?
1: I think so, and, like, explore more options. Um, But his call to snakehood is so strong that just by explaining his origin to this princess, saying the word snake makes him, like, feel the irresistible pull (laughs) back into snake form.
2: He had to leave for a while to explore his snakehood.
1: Yeah, he had to get back to snake. Snake times. Um, and he found that he missed the princess for some reason, even though their marriage wasn't that great. But maybe it was still a little nicer than snake times.
0: And he picked up a fun little night hobby.
1: Pouring mud on her floor.
0: <laughs> Which he would continue... I'm visiting. To <laughs> he <would> continue to <laughs> he his s- death. He said indignantly. <laughs>
1: I'm uh, gonna try that out. And so he needed the help of the queen of snakes to get back to human form and also some kind of proof that she wasn't just super lame and would actually stand up for him after all this badgering
0: You're saying that's why the queen gave in without any sort of fight whatsoever
1: Yeah like the queen didn't have a ton of stake in this
0: no stake in that snake
1: Yeah she was fine um like she didn't own his soul or anything she's just his mentor figure This woman hurt him and also pushed him back into the comfort of snake skin.
0: So it's an allegory for falling off the wagon.
1: Yeah, sure. Let's go with that.
0: Being a snake is drugs.
2: (laughs) Being a snake is drugs. It's the same as being high.
1: Because there's no reason that telling his secret would force him by this enchantment to be back into a snake. Because everyone kind of knows, at least the old woman knows... Where he came from.
0: Yeah, that part doesn't make a lot of sense to me because the old woman definitely knows he was a snake and his parents at least know that he was a necklace. Maybe (laughs) he's
2: just not allowed to say it.
0: It's just supposed to be observed
2: naturally. If it happens to be observed, then fine, but he's not allowed to
0: share the knowledge. So (laughs) he he can't just drop hints like, hey, check me out at 1am when I'm I'm just getting so muddy. (laughs) I guess he could.
1: Yeah, I
2: That's probably a better way to go about all of this. Or just I don't know, leave mud notes.
1: <laughs> well it's it's specifically This is
2: my secret.
1: It's specifically the word snake.
2: <laughs> if she had They're woken closing. up
1: and
2: this is my secret was written in mud across <laughs> their bed, I don't
0: think that would have been better. And he just coughs mildly <laughs> into his hand. <laughs>
1: But it's the word snake that pushes him back into the snake form. Yeah. So I think it makes more sense that he has some kind of internal pull to be a snake than that it's some dumb rule of enchantment.
2: Maybe it's just awesome.
1: Because he doesn't explain the necklace thing at all. He doesn't even get to that point. This is who I was, and now I'm back to this. Oops. That's what I think happened. He's snake child three. And all the snake children have experienced suspended animation, because you don't grow in human form when you're trapped in snake form.
0: Well, I don't have many other questions about this one. I don't either. Concerned about the old woman, but she seemed to figure stuff out in the
1: end. (laughs) I like that she's not actually useful, but just made to think she is. Right. Presumably they have competent nurses behind the scenes.
2: They just give her, like, a nice desk job. Yeah. Where she can't do too much damage.
1: So a lot of gratitude for you sold us this necklace that accidentally turned into a human boy.
2: And that means they assume she's good with transmogrifying children. <laughs> <laughs> Though I guess having seen and handled one is more experienced than most people have. <laughs> she at least won't freak out if it happens again.
1: Well, that's it for us. Thank you again, David, for supporting this episode and helping us tie the knot in the Snake Gate conspiracy.
0: You were an integral part. (laughs) Definitely. Thank you
2: you for bringing me peace.
0: (laughs) You can't see it, listeners, but Gordy is grinning ear to ear.
2: This would be the first good night's sleep I've had since we read that story.
0: (laughs) Uh, We will return next week to your... Regularly scheduled folklore.
1: And shenanigans.
0: What's the next one? 60? How high are we? I don't know. This is 59.
1: So yes, 60.
0: It begs the question why.
1: Well, I have more than 40 noted we haven't read yet. Oh, good. And 18 more to go in this one book and then 20 books after that. And then there's like three books in my cart that I haven't ordered yet.
0: So, if you want to like us on Facebook.
1: <laughs> I can keep this going for a while. Or
0: go look at YouTube.
1: And none of that includes the shorter, simple cast, or the shorter Patreon episodes. We got a Twitter written up for
0: us. There's a blog spot.
1: Yeah, we need to update that.
0: Snapchat us.
1: No, we don't have that.
0: You could try. I
2: guess not. Maybe we should be on Snapchat. <laughs> Share your stories with us. Periscope.
1: <laughs> we could try Periscope for something. Could we? Yeah. For what? We could test run one of the shorter episodes on Periscope.
0: You can twitch us.
1: No, they can't.
0: <laughs> Live stream. You can we're on Club Penguin.
1: Wait what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should be.
1: I'm shutting you down.
0: Check out our <laughs> check out our exclusive room on Abo Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> never closed in our room. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Pass by Tyler's Tamadachi Island. <laughs>
2: okay. It's time. Goodbye.
0: Check us out on PlayStation Network.
2: We should make an account for everything
0: <laughs> everything that we can think of. That's, just to keep that brand recognition.
2: 24 7 marketing.
1: Yeah, you guys need to. You guys can handle that part.
0: Sounds good. Send us free shit on Steam.
1: No, Tyler.
0: You,
2: you can do that. That's fine. If you want to, I guess if you want to watch us stream something, you can send it to us on Steam.
0: We have a P.O. box?
1: No, we don't.
0: Well, Just guess the number. We'll find it. <laughs> it's like geocaching. Oh.
2: <laughs> Just glue our logo to whatever it is. That'll make its way to us.
1: The post office knows they know where we are. <laughs> we'll send out the folklore signal into the sky and then they'll come deliver Just it to embedded
2: us. Embedded in a stream bed and the secret post office
0: will bring it to us.
1: It's mostly made out of snakes.
0: Come on back for episode
1: 16. ho <laughs> di
0: This
2: has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com. Slash WT folklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the brobdingnagian bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.